right, Nathan. Welcome back to the 123 Show with me, Noreen Mayer, this Monday afternoon. Let's turn to our next topic and guest of today. We're talking about pinched nerves on our body and how to prevent and also to stretch out our bodies should you be experiencing this. I'm laughing because I'm actually going through that right now. And for comment, I'm really delighted to be joined once again by fitness coach Nathan Solia. Nathan, welcome back on the program. How are you doing? I am well. It sounds a little bit better than you, though. I know. Should I give you the backstory? You and the listeners, yeah, the backstory. Please. We are on Facebook Live as well. Noreen Mir on RTHK Radio Three. You'll see a very pained Noreen Mir. Um, so uh, it wasn't. I wasn't even doing anything profound. I literally, I bend over to pick up my one-year-old, who's about eleven kilos, um, and I felt this pang, the shock sort of in my lower back. And that was it. I, I couldn't get up from the floor for about a minute. And it was like, what just happened? Eventually, I was able to sort of peel myself off the ground and sort of crawl back onto the sofa and just sort of sat there for a while. But I was thinking, what happened? And I sort of went to Dr. Google, and I think it's a pinched nerve. They're very painful, aren't they? A debilitating. And you experienced it. Yes. And, it and it's, you know, and 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 just to make you feel it better it's not uncommon like i've i've had many people over the years of personal training that you know that have gotten stronger and stronger and stronger and then you know gone down to like you dad you know going to pick up your child or, or gone even even lighter to going to pick up a pencil or a water bottle off the floor and their back has gone into spasm because they've pinched a nerve and so just to give you your, your, uh, an insight of what actually happens, you imagine your vertebrae, each in between each vertebrae, you've got a disc. And those discs allow us to be able to move our vertebrae in all sorts of directions. So what happens is, is like when we bend forward, it allows us enough give so that we can bend down and we can pick something up or, or whatever that may be. Um, but the, the, the proper and functional movement is, is when you bend, before you bend over, or even when you get to that 45 degree, you're supposed to pull your belly button in towards your spine, and then that separates the, the, the two vertebrae from each other, makes the disc a little bit more wider, and it allows you to bend a lot more easier. Now, in your case, and I would assert that you are either tired or you are dehydrated or just not in in tune with being able to draw your navel in which which is supposed to be a all of the uh, above yeah (laughs) and so and and so the 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 idea is is like when you pull that belly button in it not only solidifies your core you solidifies your waist but it also allows you to bend forward and back and side to side and twist and so forth but if you don't then what happens is those discs flatten you bend forward and the, the two vertebrae become closer together and then you compound that by adding a little bit of weight by picking up your, 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 uh, your daughter and the two, ner- uh, the two vertebrae come together and just so happen to catch a nerve and pinch that nerve which inflames the joint. Oh. So you can have like a pinched nerve, you can have a slip disc, you can have a bulging disc, you can have a, 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 a that that's that's the the main three that you can that you can do that you know that that will set off that that um, uh, that scenario that you had, and the best scenario the the best solution to that 
is actually just lying on your back and belly breathing and just belly breathing until you start to calm down because once you start to calm down the muscles around that joint start to relax and when they start to relax then you know then that way you can actually start to move but what the joint actually starts to do is when you go into this when you feel that that sharp pain your body goes into oh stiffen up don't move if i move it'll hurt some more Absolutely. And, so, and you just don't know where to sit or how to sit because any way, you, it's just like a gamble. You don't know if you're sitting on the wrong place and it just feels so painful. Oh. That's right. That's right. And how long, and, and, you, you, and after that, um, what you want to do is, just like I said, you wanna, don't want to do anything and you just want to belly breathe and just breathe out until those muscles start to relax. Once they start to relax, then get up the most the, the most efi- efficient way and effective way possible. So what you'll do is you'll roll onto your side, yeah, and then you'll push you'll push up onto your side or even roll onto your tummy, and then you'll come up to your hands and knees. And then what you'll do is, is when you come up to your hands and knees, you'll either hold onto a chair or a table or even onto your knee, and then you, uh, sorry, then you place one knee forward into that lunge position and then you can pull yourself up from that position there and then and then that's it what what i reckon you do is from there is just rest so the idea is is like when you have an acute injury you should leave it anywhere between 24 and 48 hours i generally do find when i do go and see a a physio or an osteopath or, or a medical practitioner they won't do a lot with you in that first 48 hour period anyway but what they generally try to do is, is just trying to release the muscles around there so that way you are a little bit more mobile, but they won't do a lot. And then what you'll do is they'll go back and you'll go back and they'll either readjust you if you've seen an osteopath or they'll do deep tissue massage or they'll use the um, uh, the ultrasound on that spot. So my what I'm getting at is is that you you need to go and see a medical practitioner, someone that you can really trust and and you know that works really well. The ones that I've used in the past, and I'm giving a bit of a shout out here for osteopathy, is a a gentleman called um, and actually you know he works at my clinic called Etienne. Um, the ones in Central is called Central Healing or City Osteo City Osteopathy. They're really great osteopaths. The ones that I would see a physio is the ones at peak performance, and um, uh, which I recommend highly is, is a lady called Donna Sutton. She's amazing. There's another guy who's at Joint Dynamics called uh, Colin Simmons or Colin Simons, and he is an amazing physiotherapist because he combines not only physiotherapy, he also combines osteopathy and, and, and a, a range of different modalities. So that's where I would start. It can Once also happen see- in different parts of your body as well. It's not just sort of lower back. When I read up, it was like to the hips, you can get a pinched nerve in your arm, lower yes. leg. It's really yes. anywhere. Is there Basically, any way- anywhere there's a joint. Is there any way to prevent it? <laughs> because prevention is better than cure after all. Um, is there any way yes, to prevent this from happening in the future? Because it's debilitating. I mean, yeah. I'm, I'm lucky so, I'm sort of up and running again after two days, but it was very touch and go. Yeah. And, you know, the, the, best, way, uh, the best way to be able to, to prevent pinched nerves is 
first of all, know your body well. So that would be the first thing. And, and that's why we practice at, at, at my studio. We practice corrective exercise and body awareness. So we, we, we practice proprioception. Proprioception is basically knowing where your body is at any one time. Um, and then once you've worked out, you know, worked out how your body operates, then um, the, the, best, the best way of being able to avoid getting a pinched nerve is working out regularly. And it's not just about, um, it's not, you, you don't have to do a hardcore workout. I would recommend things like, uh, I, I would definitely recommend if we're going to go with the high intensity stuff, I would recommend something that's uh, low impact. Uh, weight training is also really good as well because that also builds uh, also builds muscle around joints. Um, and Pilates. Pilates would be a really good one to be able to get you that inner core. The biggest thing is the, the biggest issue when people pinch a nerve is, is, is either two things. Is there's not enough muscle around that joint to be able to support that joint to move correctly. And the second one is, is your inner unit is not as strong as your outer unit. And what I mean by inner unit, inner unit core muscles. And the inner unit core muscles are those belly buttons, just for viewers so that way we make it layman's terms. Is pulling your belly button in towards your spine. That's one. Pulling your shoulder blades down and back behind your shoulder blades. And then the other one is just gently tucking your chin in and tongue rested against your roof of your mouth. That also stimulates the muscles on the inner unit. So it's really important to be able to strengthen those muscles on the inner unit. Now, the outer unit muscles are the ones, the, the obliques, which is the side muscles, you know, the ones the where the love tops. handles are. Yep. yep. And then you've got your six-pack, which is your, you know, your, your rectus abdominis, the front, the, the muscles on the front. And then you've got your rectus spinae as well, which is your muscles on your back, which basically lift you up to this position here. And then the other one is your glute med, which is the muscles on the side of your bum. They're the ones that sort of stabilize your pelvis. And I forgot one more inner unit one, the muscles all along your spine. We've got these muscles that link each vertebrae together all the way down, and they're called the, called the multifidus muscles. And they imagine, imagine the spine being like a, um, a mast on a boat. And so we need to make sure that mast on the boat is, it's you know, upright. is very... Is, Yes, it's very upright. It's not necessarily, um, I don't want to say uh, stiff because we need to have that mobility, but it's, it's, it's strong, right? And so whenever we lift stuff, the engagement is, is always pulling your belly button in towards your spine. When you pull your belly button in towards your spine, it switches on all the muscles in your vertebrae, uh, in your spine to be able to make it strong. It switches on um, your, your, um, uh, your muscle on the back here, uh, which, and I forgot about this one, is called the thoracolumbar fascia. It creates a nice solid block. So it allows you to pick stuff up. So the, the prevention that I would recommend is I always go back to these three, and I did it with a client this morning, had lower back pain because he had a big weekend. He'd been training really hard. He's an, he's an uber trainer. He's like the A-type personality, trains two or three times a day. But what we did this morning was, first of all, we, we mobilized his joints, we stretch the muscles that we knew that were tight. And then we started to work the inner unit, stabilized. So once we stabilize, then because the, the thing is with pain, pain, pain switches off your core. So if you're in pain, your core is switched off. 
but we need to get that core firing again. But the, the caveat is, is if the load is too much for your core, then we start using outer muscles or the muscles that are already tight, and then they become more and more tighter. So it's really important that we do exercises that are low intensity, which is why PET Pilates works really well and, and the corrective exercise program that we offer works really well, is because it's such a low load that when we just, all we're trying to do is just flick out those muscles to get to switch on, which we're trying to improve the, the, neural, the neural stimulation for our brain to our muscles, enough that it activates it and when it starts to activate it starts to do its job and when it starts to do its job the muscles that have been saying oh keep tight keep tight they start to relax and so after our session with you know with this gentleman is as he went from oh wow you know before i was really stiff to now i feel like warm and supple and i can move really well and it wasn't a hard workout. You know, he was the sort of guy who goes, oh, can I do, you know, a plank? And I'm like, no, you can't. Because we need to be able to switch on those deep, um, uh, those deep inner unit muscles first. And once we switch them on, then we can build out from there. But if, you, if, if it's a too hard exercise and we fire the outside muscles further out of unit, then you're not doing anything. You're, you're not getting the inner unit firing first. So it's really important to be able to get that inner unit firing first. And back to your question is like, how can we prevent this? Well, that's exactly what you want to do is, is I do believe that, you know, even having one, perhaps even two sessions a week where you just work on inner unit exercises or even putting those inner unit exercises um, at the end of your workout. So that way you can fatigue, you know, and, and, and fatigue the inner and unit, cool but only enough that it starts to switch on. Yeah. yeah. Brilliant. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's really important. That's worth noting. And, and as I was reading up about it, it's also because of bad posture. It sounds like if we have bad posture, that can be a cause also. And also we're sitting too much. Are we sitting too much and not sitting correctly, which is why yeah. our, our cores aren't being fired up and sort of inactive muscles. And that's also detrimental. And Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, you, what we say is if you don't use it, you lose it. Right? So if you're not using those postural muscles, then those postural muscles will become weak over time and then you start using all the other muscles to be able to try and stabilize, but they're not supposed to stabilize. The muscles that are supposed to stabilize are the muscles that are really deep, the, the small little muscles that stabilize your shoulder and your spine and your hips and your neck and your, uh, to be able to, to keep your head in the right position, those postural muscles. So it's, and it's because we sit down, we don't really stimulate those postural muscles. So, you know, I would recommend even getting a Swiss ball or even a little, you know, those wobble cushions. You can sit on one of those wobble cushions to be able to give you a bit of stability. Now, you just got to remember, though, is, is if you sit on those for long periods of time is, is to not overdo it, especially if you've never done this before. So going from, an, and this is how I coach my clients when they're going to sit on a Swiss ball, is I want you to sit on the Swiss ball for 30 minutes. After that, you're going to go back to your chair for 60 minutes and then you're going to go back to your Swiss ball for 30 minutes. And the game of the game is to be able to build that over time until you get to 60 minutes on, 60 minutes off. And note that if you are sitting on a Swiss ball and you notice you're slouching, then you're already fatigued. So go back to your chair and then you can slowly build that up. Now, people go, oh, but that's too much information. It's too hard. I'm going to chair and the Swiss ball and the chair. What you can do is you could put a timer on your watch. You know, every every 30 minutes, the timer goes off. 
And then when you set it again, every 60 minutes, the karma goes off. So you can actually set, you know, a period of time where you can do a five to six hour period where you're doing that or, or you know, and I don't recommend sitting five, six hours, but, you know, if you took it to lunch, for example, you started at nine o'clock in the morning, you finished at one, you went out, out for lunch, is you can actually do this half hour on, hour off, half hour on, hour off. So that way you get, in a way, you're actually getting exercise at your desk without even having to exercise. It could be a no workout workout. <laughs> That's brilliant. A no workout workout. Get the Swiss ball, alternate between the Oh, I love it. I ball. mean, and balance and, and balance yeah, you, and absolutely. It balances you out. Yeah. So now some people will say, oh, but a Swiss ball is too big. So I recommend you getting those wobble cushions, you know, the ones that you can you, you can balance on and stand on. But just just get that the part of the reason why your inner unit is weak is because those muscles are just not being challenged anymore. You know, we sit at the desk, you know, we, we stand on two feet. You know, how many times do you sort of stand on one foot? Not much. So we've got to be able to use those things. And I, you know, I would definitely, if you were going to be standing in the line waiting for the bus or you were, you were, you know, you were, you were standing in the line to get on the train, is stand on one foot, see how long you stand on one foot for, and then change the other one and see which one is actually stronger. Because then that will also give you an idea of, you know, whether you're creating left-hand side stronger than the right-hand side. I know for myself, my left-hand side is much stronger than my right-hand side. So I, I do a lot of single leg stuff. I just stand on one leg for a period of time whenever I'm waiting for like uh, waiting for a, you know, a cup of coffee or, or, you know, waiting for my lunches. I'll just stand on one leg than the other. That's brilliant. Well, Nathan, we're out of time today, but remind our listeners once again how we can find out more about you and your work. Have you got a Facebook page and Instagram and YouTube? Oh, absolutely. So if you want to get me on Instagram, you go to uh, Elite PT Studio or you can get that same one on Facebook, Elite PT Studio. Or if you want some of my corrective exercise stuff, you can go to my YouTube channel, which is Elite Personal Training Hong Kong. And you do lots of free videos. Well, Nathan, um, I think we'll be speaking to each other again after the Christmas break and after the New Year break. So, I know! Uh, yeah, oh, so wishing you a Merry Christmas and, and a Happy New Year. And we'll speak again for a great uh, 2021, I hope. Merry Christmas to you too. Thank you very much indeed. Bye for now. Take care. Bye.